right, ATP Podcast episode 22. My guest today, recurring guest Laura Rogers. And Laura, it's been almost exactly a year since we've last done this. And last time was the first time I'd met you. Um, you were recovering from a water ski accident that uh, pretty much shattered your knee. How is how's that going? First of all, you kind of told me a little bit earlier, but yeah, how's the uh, how's the progress update? It's good. It's good. It's good to be back. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Um, knee is making progress. It's wild. It's already been two and a half years since injury, and I you know I get frustrated that I'm not farther along, and it's it's still stuck. And you know I see people healing and and you know running and jumping and doing these things. And one of my favorite TV shows is uh, the the Titan Games with oh Rob. yeah yeah love it. love it. And there was a guy on there that he was biking, and same I'm guessing similar thing like almost lost his leg in a mountain biking accident. But here he is on Titan Games, mm-hmm. and he's crushing it. Of course, he's a male, and he's massive, and he's strong. He's not me. But he still had a knee injury, and now he's on Titan Games. And then here I am on the couch. I'm like, I can't extend my leg. This is frustrating. So there's those moments where I'm like, why am I not better? Why am I not farther along? And then I have my moments where I'm like, no, I'm exactly where I should be. Like, you know, I never had the knee surgery, so it's just mm-hmm. recovering on its own. So that's been a process that's different than most. And for a frame of reference, what what was the original injury itself again? Uh, the injury was a posterior dislocation, was okay. the official diagnosis. Um, so my, my shin went backwards, but then my leg also rotated 90 degrees in. So I had a lot of tearing, too. During the hyperextension of it? Yeah, so okay. it like went backwards, but then it also rotated. Okay. So that's where all the tearing happened. So I had a, a torn PCL, which I still do, so it never got repaired. Um, but then there was just a lot of scar tissue just from trauma and tearing and, you know, everything not being where it should be. And so I had a vascular repair of the popliteal artery behind my knee. So mm-hmm. that was the main surgery that I had was to make sure everything was good there. But as far as the knee goes, the soft tissue, the tendons, all of that, nothing got put back together. Okay. So it just scarred down and it, the doctor said it looks really good. We're not touching it. Just rehab like crazy. And that's what I've been doing. So now when I remind myself, wait, my journey is very different than someone else's who, quote, got put back together, mm-hmm. you know, surgically lined their knee back up. Mine has been healing on its own and I've had to really work the strength very differently. And I feel really good. Like good. I, for me, I like to use it as a learning process. And, you know, while I do get frustrated that I can't run or jump yet because my athletic mind says, I want to move, I want to do this. My trainer brain is loving this because I get to learn from it. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like, Mm. you know, one day I'll get it really loose and I'll feel great. I'll have no pain. And I'm like, oh, I'm back to normal. This is great. I wake up the next morning and here I am locked again and I can't move. I'm like, what's going on? There's learning to be had there because my knee is clearly not happy. Like, it's still afraid of something. It's still holding this protective tension. And why? I don't want to force it. But I also have to get myself out of that comfort zone. So Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of learning to work with you know neurologically and physically like how do i get my leg to respond why is it not holding strength why is it not comfortable when it can when every doctor i see says you're fantastic but i'm not moving fantastic like where's the missing link here so i love to go to the doctors the chiropractors have them check it out and go yep you're good and then i get to play and i get to figure things out and go okay let's challenge it let's push the strength Mm -hmm. and push that envelope a little bit because i'm told that it's perfect so why not so then I get to learn and go, okay, the knee didn't like that, but why? Because that muscle's not kicking on. Oh, okay, well, yeah, now that I feel that, now I feel that my calf's not working. Oh, now I feel like my quad's not working. And I get to make these mental connections to that. And so to me, it's really cool. Like, oh, now I really realize how important it is to connect, like, 
brain to knee like awareness of my movement mm -hmm. you know the the more we become aware of how we're moving and how we're contracting our muscles the better we get and i'll just kind of keep running with this thought but um i've really taken that into my training and really started to teach people more about holding tension so you know we can we can all squat we're all designed to squat like we mm -hmm. can drop down and stand up you ask 10 people to do it you might get 10 different squats totally right. different squats someone might look super strong and have a terrible squat someone might never work out and have a pretty darn good squat like what's going on there you would think the super strong person has a, a good squat well they're not actually squeezing their muscles they're just strong enough to make the motion look good mm -hmm. but are they actually squeezing the right muscles at the right time are they actually activating their core are they actually pushing into the floor are they squeezing the back are they holding their breath the right way like are they truly holding tension or are they just making the motion look like it mm. and so i don't know if this is making sense but if i can watch a client move and and realize like hey that lunge is a little bit off why your your lunge looks good like you're dropping down let's say all the angles are right you know you're holding the right weights everything like you're, you're sweating you're telling me it feels good but I, something's off something's not quite right and i've been telling clients like you're strong you look good but there's potential for more what are we missing here let's try squeezing your heel down more i want you to be really conscious of where your heels are where your toes are at what muscle you're squeezing and then all of a sudden it cleans up and they're like oh yeah, that feels better or you know yeah that that was easy on that one mm -hmm. got it so now you're holding tension better instead of just doing the motion if that's making sense so okay. the knee has taught me don't just do the motion yeah squeeze it like squeeze the quad push through the floor turn on the calf don't just do the motion mm -hmm. because my my body now two and a half years out will do any motion like it knows it's learned how to get the motion back okay it's not pretty some of it you know it might not extend it might not bend but it'll do it but is it doing it correctly no because my quad didn't actually fire my calf just locked up so if that's making sense like that's the difference between just doing the motion or truly squeezing and that's where i'm kind of at with this rehab is really learning how to push and actually wake up those muscles that are pretending okay so let's let's take it from the squat since we use that example so what's so how how i'm trying to get a handle on how to visualize yep how would one fake the squat where you're saying like the the movement pattern itself looks correct but right. you feel like they're not holding tension in the right muscles what right. muscles are we looking to hold tension in throughout the oh, squat here talking with words only this could be tough um it could be it could really be anything okay. so it's really going to depend on what that person looks like so let's say let's say they drop into their squat and they stand up and you go yeah your back's flat your knees are in the right spot your knees didn't buckle back didn't round everything looks good we can we can check that off it looks good what if you watched a little bit closer and at the very bottom of their squat wherever their bottom is mm -hmm. like their level position wherever they hit their lowest spot in the squat, watch that transition point. When they go to push back up, mm -hmm. is there a shift in the weight? Did they shift their hips? Mm. Did they slightly shift their posture? Okay. Did they like 
barely stand up? Did they barely shift forward? So you forward? still see a movement deviation? Slightly. Okay. So it might not, you might not see it if you're just kind of big picture, like, gotcha. yeah, like check the angles, check the back, check, yeah, yeah, like everything good, 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 check, check, check. Looks like a perfect squat. But maybe they're leaving some in the tank. Maybe they didn't really push into the floor. Mm. Maybe they slightly shifted forward, okay. backwards. Maybe their back, maybe like just the hinge, maybe they stood up just a bit or maybe they bent down just a bit gotcha. out of that bottom phase to regenerate what would be the contraction. Right. Maybe they just use a little bit of momentum that you didn't catch right. because their form didn't fail. Okay. So now can I help that person get stronger? Yeah, because I can say, hey, you shifted just a tad. Don't, mm -hmm. your, your, your squat's great, don't change anything. But I want you to, at the very bottom, I want you to squeeze and not shift forward, not drop your chest. And just giving them that awareness, they can be like, oh, yeah, okay, I can squeeze. Or, you know, if I'm in person with them and we can do a hands-on, maybe I put their, my hand on their back just so they have feedback of like, oh, I really did bump that. Mm. You know, maybe we're talking centimeters yeah. of just the slightest shift, but that their body used momentum to shift them okay. for squeezing, bracing, and pushing. Right. Does that make sense? That does. Like, no, I was trying to think of, of I was trying to think way. of like, well, if it looks good, because I'm a very movement pattern based person. So I'm like, if, if they're fitting the pattern, but I, I'm all the, the video, not just the picture. So like from A to B and everything in between, not just does it right. look from here and there in that spot, but uh, the transition. But that's okay. That makes much more sense to me than, okay, I'm following like the now. the push, like the yeah. actual muscle contractions and and really getting a lot out of it and not just doing the motions. And I think mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people are lacking what they could be so much better at because we don't teach that. Yeah. You know, we teach, yeah, can you do a squat? Great. Do 50 of them and you'll get in shape. You know, do some squat jumps now. Great. Right. Go do some lunges. Like, but are you really doing the motion and actually pushing? Mm -hmm. Are you squeezing your core? And you know, this comes from me learning that I was never doing that. Mm. Like, wow, I never had core strength. I never had glute strength. Like, interesting. So now that I'm learning this concept of like, wow, I really need to squeeze these muscles better, I get a lot stronger. Things work better. Like, I don't have aches and pains. Like, I, I repatterning my squat now for the for the knee and trying to get everything back i'm also learning that i've never squatted as well as i do now as far as flat back abs in mm -hmm. posture right up and down because i've never had that concept of keep my core tight people mm -hmm. say it all the time and i thought i did but now i'm smarter i'm more aware of what my body's feeling and i realize wow i never actually had core strength so that's kind of the angle i'm taking training and self-awareness at and like how can I be even more nitty gritty with people and <clears throat> you know what their what their movements look like? Yeah. And you know, not just going with, yeah, cool, that looks good. Join angles, yeah, you're you're fine. Just keep going. Just do a bunch of them. Like, no, let's let's dig even deeper. Like, let's get that posture even a little bit better. Let's get you holding this. Let's get you breathing here. Let's do this to make that tension even more. Yeah. And get you to understand what true strength feels like. And then it's kind of this eye opening, like, wow, I've never felt that before. Yeah, we've never synced those muscles up together, but they're supposed to work together. So it's kind of the angle I'm taking. Now, how much do you take into account as far as deviations and movement on people and their like structure and that like my squat might not look like your squat exactly right. because structurally we're built different, our hips are different, our the length of our legs are different, things like that. Right. How much how much of that so how does that relate to as far as so you're looking at this pattern, you're looking at the deviation of the pattern. Mm -hmm. Are you looking at 
the deviation from their pattern? Are you looking at, you've got this pattern in mind that they that you want them to fit? What is like, what are we? Maybe a little of both, okay. but really pr by person. Okay. Um, and you know, again, if, if, if we look at us, you know, strong young male and recovering female from injury, our movements are gonna be very different. You know, you are training big motions and rotation mm -hmm. right now. My body doesn't want to rotate. My body's still very locked up. So if we were to both squat next to each other and have to say, okay, our squats need to be at these angles and this thing to be, you know, we'll say a textbook squat. Mm -hmm. I might not be able to get to yours or you might not be able to get to mine because your legs are thicker than mine or something. You know, maybe our joint angles look different. My knee's mm -hmm. tighter than yours. And so that could change it. So yes, I'm looking for a good squat, you know, based mm -hmm. on, you know, make sure our back is flat and, you know, the knees are at the right spot and we're not rolling our feet in or out or the knees are in or out. But as far as what each person can get to, challenging them to be within that realm of like, we'll say true technique of, you know, the, the textbook says do this. Yeah. You know, we know that good form is this, but I also know that your body only allows this. So kind of staying within the realm of what they could do, okay. but then, you know, whatever that, that spectrum is of like, okay, can we get you here? Um, you know, I had a, a client that was very, very tight. And in fact, we just celebrated her, her big accomplishment because I started training her a year ago and I train her um, on, on video and she has a step in her home. And I said, okay, squat to it. She's a very fit person. And I said, squat down to that second step and stand back up. And she sat on the step and she said, this was a year ago. She said, no, I can't do that. It, you're crazy. I can't stand up. That's gonna hurt my back. So she blamed me. She's like, no, the, the other steps in the way that's too low, that's impossible. What do you mean? And of course we're over video, so I can't prove to her anything. I don't have right. a step. And I was like, whatever, okay, not the day for that. So we didn't, I just left it. Knowing that, you know, that she was blaming all these other things. She wasn't able to generate tension to push up off that squat, off the second step, which is basically putting her at parallel. Mm. Could she stand up from a body weight squat at parallel was really what I was asking her to do. And okay. she was like, no, you're crazy. So, hey, red flag, you can't do something that's simple in a squat, but yet you can, if I gave her any other situation, her squat would look good. So here we are like working her form, doing all this. A year later, I just a couple weeks ago, I was like, hey, do me a favor, uh, go sit on your second step and stand up for a second. And she actually remembered, cause sometimes I throw things there. She's like, you've never had me do that. Well, she actually remembered this one. And uh, so I put her on the second step and I was like, stand up. She cranked out like five of them and stood up and looked at me like, was that supposed to be hard? And I was like, aha, we, I was like doing a happy dance around my living room, like you did it. And she's like, yeah, what are you talking about? I was like, do you remember a year ago? She goes, yeah, I know I couldn't do it. Like, like she was like brushing it off. I'm like, do you see, like she was somebody that couldn't generate tension. Mm -hmm. She could do a movement. She could drop into a squat. If I just gave her dumbbells to hold, she could do a squat. Okay. But if I put her on the step and said, stand up, she couldn't do it. Where's that missing link? Why can she not stand up with her body weight, but she can do a squat? Well. It's because if I was being really picky on her dumbbell squat, no, she didn't have good form. Her back was arching. She would drop her okay. chest, but she didn't have that concept. You of, don't think that extra load forced her to create more tension? No, because I, okay. I really believe her body was, what I just say is cheating all the it's time. compensating in I a bad way. I believe her body was just doing a movement. So okay. as far as like to answer your question, as far as what can you do for a squat and like, what am I looking for? I'm looking for what they can achieve as far as a good squat and also still letting them have a successful workout and you know, right. within that boundary. But 
um, you know, working towards, always working towards a better position, but keeping them within a realm of what they can do. So I know her back arches. I okay. know that it's not going to be a pretty squat, but all I have is word over video. I can't be there hands on. Mm -hmm. She's someone that wants a tough workout. So if I don't, if I break it down too much, she's going to get mad at me and mm -hmm. I can't be there to show her I gotcha. anything else. So how can I help fix her squat? Well, we do other core tension holding different drills that teach her. So we would do a lot of TRX work, like keep your posture on the straps, drop your hips and learn how to keep tension in other places. And then eventually you give her dumbbells back and it starts to look better. And so we were super excited when she finally got to that step and was like, you did it. And it was so pretty. It was the best squat I think I've ever seen her do. <laughs> back was flat. It was so pretty. I was so excited. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the whole concept kind of wrapped that's up awesome. in, in one thing. When you're, and when you're looking at these people's shifts or deviations or compensations or whatever you want to call it, when does it become a problem and when is it just maybe they just missed a groove on one and they had to adjust or something like that. How, how much of that do you pay attention to out of curiosity? Really just knowing the client. Okay. Um, you know, I love to watch movement. So you know, I've been doing this 13 years and I've never been one, I've never been a trainer that looks at, this is going to sound weird, but I don't look at like each muscle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if something's not working, I, I don't necessarily go to what muscle is the problem. I just go, hey, that pattern's wrong. That's the way I look at things, yeah. So like, okay, how can I clean up that pattern? In my head, yes, I know what muscles are involved, but I'm trying to think of the body as kind of a big picture. Mm -hmm. And how can I get the body to move? Well, let's try these other totally random things and let's see what we can clean up and, and you know work from that. But it's really, I really just watch each person and say, yeah. okay, well, in the beginning, that movement pattern's really messed up. Let's give them all kinds of different movements and let's see if that falls under maybe an uncoordinated, like maybe their body just doesn't know how to work together and it's just kind of an all over uncoordinated thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a lack of ability to truly just understand like, oh, my body's supposed to be there. I didn't know that. So maybe it just falls down to, yeah, let's just tell you what you're supposed to do and you'll have it. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of look at this as just general instead of going, Oh, you know, that, that pattern's wrong. We need to do more clamshells to make sure that your hip abduction is better. And this, like, instead of breaking it down to the technical muscles or what the textbook would say, just working on like a movement pattern. So if I go give you another movement pattern or maybe another balance drill, can you crush it? And then you come back to your pattern, whatever we were doing, and it cleans it up. Cool. Mm. Did that solve it? Great. Um, so I like to just work movements in general yeah. and then just getting them their feedback on it on, hey, you know, are you feeling anything? I ask my clients that all the time, like, hey, when you do that, do you feel anything? You know, is anything pulling for you? Like maybe I saw their knee drop in and I can tell that their glutes are weak or something is weak. Maybe it's not a glute. Maybe it appears to be a glute, but it's something else. But, um, you know, watching it and I go, Ooh, that knee was falling in. So I ask him, Hey, do you feel differences from left to right on that? Did you feel anything? And sometimes it's like, no, I, I, I didn't notice anything. Or sometimes it's like, yeah, that, that was definitely weaker. That one kind of hurt. Mm -hmm. I get their feedback on what they felt. And then I have the visual of how it looked and I kind of put those pieces together okay. too. So it really just depends on each person on, you know, my my history with them and watching them and how willing are they to try 
new weird things, you know, or are they someone that wants to squat and lunge and, and bench press, you know, mm -hmm. are they the, or will they try different stretches and different rotations and different things like that. And just knowing that person and seeing if I can get their body to move in different patterns and then what they perceive from that, like, Hey, did you feel anything tight with that? Cause I noticed you kind of dipped to one side. No, I didn't notice anything or, Oh yeah, my back was real tight on that. Then I take their feedback and I adjust yeah. accordingly. So that's kind of how my brain works. No, I like that. I, that. I work in a similar way where I, I don't train muscles. I just train movement patterns and those movement patterns inherently train the muscles. But yeah, right. I don't, I like to think of everything as connected as possible. And, right. and it, it's interesting to see the amount of deviation or not even deviation as a, as a bad thing, but just people's ability and in the different patterns that their body creates for the same movement right. essentially right. but that's what's what works for one what may be right for one the other right and each person there's a there's a zone right or wrong i, I always tell my clients look we're gonna strive per for perfection knowing we're never gonna hit it and that's yeah. all like like yeah. we're gonna try and fit this pattern as well as we can for you but knowing like, it's, it's not always going to work out because maybe maybe the wind blew a little bit maybe maybe the the way the earth's rotating a little bit you know yeah. i like to think of all these where the moon and the gravity relationship where something's throwing you off I'm in that moment and, yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. yeah it's a fun way to think about it. i do want to go back to your knee just yeah. out of one yeah. question um yeah. you mentioned you said you still have a torn pcl have you gone back how what's the latest follow-up you've gone where they, they assess the structure of your knee. You got any imaging or anything that shows like how that's healed structurally or? No, we thank COVID for that one. Okay. Um, was supposed to have an MRI, um, I think in like this, this summer, I believe I was supposed to come back. So okay. last year, the last time I had seen the knee doctor, he said, hey, in a year, let's do an MRI. So that would have put me at summer of this year. Okay. And that's when everything shut down. And so I live in Florida, my doctor's in Ohio. So mm -hmm. for one, I couldn't travel to get back here. Could have driven, but whatever. <laughs> um, at the same time, they were only doing mandatory surgeries. So over the summer, it was not the time to do an MRI. Yeah. Um, so I ended up coming back to see the PT in September and things were just crazy. I could never get a hold of the doctor. I kept asking them, do I need to do this? But things just went crazy. Like the, you know, our, our to-do list suddenly changed. The priorities suddenly changed. So, yeah. um, I was like, I was supposed to do this. I'm not having pain. I know it's just going to be this elective thing. So just let me know where we're at. And I never really got an answer. So I did go back to PT. I got retested just as far as strength abilities. Um, it's still very much showing as imbalances as far as quad to hamstring. So front to back they test, but then they also test right to left okay. injured versus non to see where you're at as a percentage it still shows up far weaker on both ends uh, my hamstring's still far too weak but again i have a torn pcl so for me anytime i would turn on my hamstring my shin would get pulled backwards and it just didn't like that so it took a long time for my hamstrings to turn on so to answer your question the only thing i really know is that i got to keep building strength and I'm waiting to do the MRI because I am really curious. That's what I was, I was wondering really if you said you, you know it was still torn. I was just curious to see if yeah. you had any update on structurally what they were seeing or what it looked like. I really want to know. Yeah. I know I asked the, the PT, uh, the physical therapist, a, a while back if they were ever going to MRI it again. And originally she was like, no, probably not. I was like, dang, mm -hmm. I really want to know. Like, I want the doctors to, like, tell me, like, what does the knee look like now? Like, yeah. it's scarred down in my head. I just... I can't imagine what it looks like. I mean, technically I only tore one ligament, so the structure is still there, but 
when your leg goes sideways and things tear, like I just really want to know how it went back together. Yeah. And so yeah, I really want to do an MRI. I'm kind of fingers crossed for an early 2021. Okay. Um, so we'll see if that if that happens. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't had one yet. Now you, you briefly mentioned the shutdown. We won't talk necessarily about that in particular, but uh, uh, you kind of told me what you were doing in in the midst of it. So you already were. Last time we talked, you were getting ready to try and open up a different facility. Right. Obviously, that didn't go to plan, right. so you had to adapt, and you ended up finding space at the park to keep training your clients, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last, like, three years of my life have been just go with it. That's been the new theme. Um, 2018 was crazy because beginning of 2018 um, was when my whole business just fell apart, um, battling the city on where I can put the building and, or put my, my gym in this building, mm -hmm. um, for zoning codes and, and all of these really wild things kept happening. And I ultimately shut down a week before I got hurt. So the universe just said, you know, take a break. So 2018 for me was like, wow, I was supposed to be expanding. And instead I closed, <laughs> like, that's quite a swing. I thought I was going to be in this huge location. And instead I closed the gym and all of my plans up until that point, you know, I had planned for years and like, oh, it's going to be perfect. Mm-hmm it all just went away. So I was like, okay, new plan. Then I got hurt and it took a year and a half for me to just rehab and decide that I was ready to go back. So that took us to 2020. And I went back about a month before everything shut down, went back to Florida and was like, yeah, let's, let's do this. I can, you know, start training again. I'll start looking at opening up a new gym. I still have all my stuff. So let's start looking for a location. And that was about a month before they said everything's going to shut down. And I said, okay, not the best time to open a gym. Let's wait on this. I'm in no rush. My stuff's already in storage. So for me, I felt like it was a big blessing because I didn't have a gym to worry about closing. Yeah. So I took that as a massive, like, thank you. I won't rush into anything. I'm just going to keep going with this. Whatever happens plan, I'm fine with it. And I had a few people that, you know, got right back to training with me and I work with adults and then I also work with kids and you know with the kids they want to be outside and running around the kids didn't really take to online training as well mm -hmm. as far as is my situation and setup that I had um, you know I couldn't teach from a gym so I had to teach from a living room and I just I couldn't do what I wanted to do um, as far as that goes so I couldn't really engage the kids as well they really wanted to be outside and I just hit the point and you know with a few other families that were like yeah let's go outside we can really spread out nobody has to be near anybody we won't have any equipment but we can move we can be you know in each other's space because at mm -hmm. that time the kids were struggling they they went basically into spring break and then never got to go back and so mm. their worlds were rattled they couldn't socially go back to you know the school world that they knew they were forced to go online and, and all these changes. So summertime, I opened up classes in the park and we're in Florida, it's hot, but at that point it really didn't matter. Everyone was just happy to be outside. And so yeah, we, we set up things really far apart. I made stations with cones and said everyone stays there and we had a blast. It was a small group, you know, three, four or five kids would come, but we had no problem being outside. We would stay a good probably 15 to 20 feet apart mm -hmm. and everyone would run in their own ways. And so no one ever came in contact and we saw that it was so fun. Like the kids got to laugh and move. It was like, wow, we need this. The parents saw it. It was great. So I just kind of ran with it and okay. just said, 
you know, I just, I kind of stayed quiet as far as like marketing or really pushing anything. And I just, just did whatever anybody asked me to do. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, can we do a group? Yeah, let's do a group. Okay. Well, yeah, let's go to that park at that time. So any families that were ready to get their kids moving, any families that were just ready to, to try that, they knew to call me. And so that's just kind of the route I've taken. And here we are at the end of 2020 and I've just stayed in the park. Um, the families that I'm working with for the kids are, are happy in the park. So I'm kind of just keeping it as it is. Yeah. Um, I miss the gym. I miss the indoor space and, you know, the ability to challenge them with more things. But right now we take the win as it's mentally what they need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to watch this group, um, I have a group of middle school boys that they all just kind of found me at the same time. There were five or six of them. Um, these families all knew each other, um, but they, they were new to me. And every mom that called me, this was in like a month span, they all kind of found me at the same time, uh, referred each other. All the moms called me and said, hey, my kid's not like acting like he normally would. Like he's, he's kind of depressed. He's not eating well. Like, you know, he's, he's bummed from being inside and now it's summer and like, what can we do? We go to the park and we run around. We're just going to go move. And so I had no equipment, but these kids were brand new. So we just worked on movement. Same thing. Set up the cones. Let's just move. Let's have fun. And now three ish months of just this brand new group of boys, man, it's so different. Like the attitude of the group, the, the moms are commenting how much better their kids are doing, but the attitude of the group is now fun where before it was kind of like heads down, like, you could tell they don't want to be here. They don't feel good about themselves. They're just down. Yeah. And now they come in, they're laughing, they're running. We're, we're having a blast. So yes, it's been great to watch them physically get better because they were all out of shape because no one could do any sports. No one could do anything. Um, you know, they couldn't go to school and have recess. So, you know, it's, it's great just to watch them get physically stronger again, mm-hmm. but to watch the attitude of the group is really what touches my heart. Like, this is why we do this. Like, to, to watch these middle school boys go from, you know, down and depressed to happy and joking and running and like just happy boys again, that's what it's about. Yeah. So, yes, I want to reopen the gym, but I'm not forcing it. Like, yeah. If this is what makes parents happy and the, the group's working, then we do it. Like Then that's where we're at. So, yeah, just hanging out in the park right now. All right. Yeah. And then you said most of your adults you're doing online of some form. Yeah, the adults have enjoyed online. Um, I've got a few that have known me for a long enough time now that we can do it online and Mm -hmm. they understand, you know, what they're going to get. It's not weight-based, it's movement-based. I do a lot of correcting things. So, you know, getting them to move better and clean up those adult patterns that are all so sticky and because we sit and, you know, we we grew up, we're no longer kids that can just move around however we want. We got to unglue those joints and, and stretch them out and make things feel better. So they know that that's the kind of workout. I mean, we still work plenty hard, but right. it's not a gym workout. Yeah. So mentally to be able to enjoy a workout online without a gym when you were at the gym is a switch. And so, yeah, the group that we have is, is fantastic. Um, they're all personal training, so they all do their own hours with me, but we have their programs and I've seen phenomenal results with them. Just you know, I doubted myself too. And, you know, I'm a very hands-on trainer. Like I want to see you move. I want to be able to demo things for you and show you things and, and be in your space and kind of vibe off of that energy. And so I doubted myself when it was like, I can't take this online. Like, 
I'm not going to be able to do a good session. And one mm. of my clients was actually ahead of the curve before all of everything shut down. Um, she was like, hey, would you would you train me online? Yeah, I guess I could try it. It's kind of when I was in transition of Florida and, and Ohio kind of coming back and forth. She wanted to start training, so we started online. I'm like, yeah, I can practice it. And I realized that it was kind of working. So when everything shut down and everyone went online, mm -hmm. I was kind of already in my own groove, at least building up my own confidence and kind of the patterns and flows it would take to create a good workout online. And so we've been we've been cranking all year long with online sessions and it's really cool to watch what the adults have accomplished just in their living room like yeah. with body weights, you know, how much better they're moving and, and same thing. Like they're telling me how much better they feel because they've gotten to break it down and focus on their movements versus having the gym and the weights and just that mentality of, you know, stronger and what the, what the weights bring in the gym brings mm -hmm. when you're in your living room, you got to switch it up. You can only do so many air squats and air lunges and push-ups. Right. So to give them that body awareness back and them not having the choice, I would do it all day long. Yeah. But most people don't want to sit and do that. But now they don't have a choice. Now you're in your living room with nothing. You got to do what I say. Right. And you don't want to do the same thing every time. We got to mix it up. And so they were kind of forced to enjoy the the different kinds of training and learn yeah. too that, that that's really beneficial. So I mean, it's taken a few months, but everyone's feeling really good. So it, it makes me feel good that, you know, I was able to pull it off and help them out too. Cause that's the biggest thing is how can I help people feel better? Mm -hmm. You know, I learned it one way it's in the gym and it's with this and how do you do it online and how do you connect with people and how do you work off that energy and where they're at for the day? And we found a way to do it. So it's been, so good. what are some of the biggest like differences than like you being a trainer knowing like, how do you approach that online session versus in the gym one besides just, okay, well we can't, physically do the same thing but what are what are the other things like i that's always been one area like i've struggled with thinking about and i, I just haven't delved into because to me i'm just like i don't know i like you said I, I can't get the the quality of a session that i want out of it you know being so, forced to okay um yeah i you know i don't like my setup um when i moved back to florida i got a new apartment and I had just moved in to this apartment and was setting stuff up and, you know, enjoying all that and setting stuff up as a, as a new arrangement. And then a month and a half in, we're like, uh, everything shuts down. I got to train out of my living room. Never mind. Roll up the rug. Go put down some rubber flooring. I have a tiny apartment living room. And so I rolled up my rug and I have rubber gym flooring as my living room floor. All right. And I'm like, okay, well, this is going to work because I, I didn't like the rug. I didn't like training on it. It wasn't yeah. feeling good. And I was like, I need solid floor, but I only have tile. So I wasn't, I was like, nope, I got a pile of rubber flooring. I'm going to go bring it in. So I just went with that. So I, I hate my setup because it's this crowded living room. It's mm. half moved in. Stuff just kind of got rolled up into the corner. And then you got my couch and you got the rubber floor. And then I put a spin bike in there to help my knee because that's the only thing at the time that was really helping me feel better. So I was like, all right, I'm going to bring the spin bike in. So my living room is weird. <laughs> it's very <laughs> weird. Um, but it works. It, it has worked. It allowed me to live. It allowed me to work out. And it allowed me to teach classes. And so it, it really was truly one day at a time with clients that trusted me well enough to be like, it's okay if it's not perfect. Like, yeah. can you please just give me a workout? Because they trusted me enough to know that it would work. It didn't have to look pretty. It didn't mm -hmm. have to be designed perfectly they just want to move so i set up my camera and it it's worked ever since so it's kind of like okay well this is my space how do i teach this and 
we just went with it. Like, yeah. okay, you know, I same thing. Like, I, I always ask for feedback. Like, okay, how was that session? What do we want to do? You know, I have a whole storage unit of weights. Do you guys need me to bring anything to your living rooms? Like, do you guys want that? And I would just get a feel for what they wanted. Some clients were like, yeah, I could use some. Let's do that. And I had a couple others that were like, nope, I'm digging the body weight. Let's just keep it as is because there was a lot going on in life for them. So they liked the simplicity of just showing up, mm -hmm. get their body weight workout, do their thing, and it was good. So I, I really tried to meet my clients with where they were at, and it just forced me to just adapt and make it work because I want to help them feel better. So I'm gonna do what I can with my knowledge and my abilities to say, okay, how do we transition this? You've got that. Okay, let's move. And sometimes I would end the session and be like, nope, that didn't work very well. Like, But they still move. They still feel right. better. But in my head, I'm like, ooh, no, that, that was I'm not going to do that one again. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. And then I had others where people would, would be done and they'd be like, yeah, that was great. Keep that. So I'd quickly write it all down. Yep, did it. Because for the most part, I was going off, off just freestyle. Yeah. You know, I turned the camera on and I would feel out what we're doing for the day. And because everyone was super stressed over the summer. So I didn't want to plan anything. It was usually just turn on the camera. Hey, how you doing today? Mm -hmm. I got a lot of energy. Okay, then we're doing that. And I had a feel for where my people were at anyways. Like, yeah. I bet they're going to want something, you know, in this area today. Or I bet they're going to need something real chill. Like, let's plan on that. And so I just, just rolled with it. And having the knowledge that I have of, you know, working in so many different ways. And, and you know, movement-based, athletic-based. I was happy to just kind of roll with it. And, and everyone's been really awesome to just to like, yeah. Let's try that. And yeah, let's try that. Yeah. Okay, let's go with it. So yeah, really one day at a time, just adapt. Now, were you were you training that kind of way before when you had your facility? Or was did it look a little bit different? Like as far as like you're saying, like, I didn't really have this plan. I just like, I feel it out for the day. I see, well, how you feeling? I'm super inject. I'm super tired. A little of both. Okay. Yeah, a little of both. Um, I do like to just... I like to do a workout based on where the person is. Mm -hmm. I really believe that that's how they're going to get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. Again, that, that comes from me though. That's how I like to work out. I yeah. like to connect the workout with my kind of day. Yeah. And so if I wake up and I'm like, oh, oh, today's a good day. I need to lift something. Then I would go lift something. And if I woke up and I was like, mm -mm, the body's not feeling it. I need to do something easy. Then I would do that. And I felt like I should do that for my clients too. Mm -hmm. But majority of people are not fitness minded or fitness educated like me, therefore are not as connected with their body. Like they're mm. not thinking about that all day like I am. They, they, yeah. they go to work and they do their things. Yeah. You know, I am constantly thinking about how can I make the body move better? And I, I felt like I should connect their workouts to their life. And that's kind of how I've just done really my whole training process. I mean, there's always been a plan. There's always been like a progression. They're not just totally random because want people to progress. Right. So there's always a general overview of, yes, we need to hit this goal, you know, whatever that person, why they're coming to me. That's what's always in the back of my mind. Is mm -hmm. it just because they want to get fit? Cool. Then I have a lot more freedom to just make them happy and fit and enjoy exercise. If they have a specific goal or a specific mark they're trying to hit, then that's always in the back of my mind is what we're progressing towards. But I like connecting workout to where they're at. So okay. it's a little more freestyle. So same thing when I had the gym was the gym was more youth based. It was more of a performance gym. So I would have ideas for the day like, hey, let's do an acceleration workout. Let's do a power workout. 
but if the kids came in and they were bonkers, like, there's no way that they're going to do a structured workout. Okay, well, then my plan doesn't work. I got to scratch that and I got to do a game day where they're just running around and we're doing, you know, cardio games mm-hmm. and, you know, secretly teaching them all these change of direction things. But it's not what I had planned. It's it's more fun. You know, we would we'd pull out the balloon. One of my favorite things was balloon abs and hardest thing ever. But um, you would laugh. And so if the kids came in and it was like, mm, no, we don't, we aren't going to do a structured day. It's just, you know, they've been testing all day or it's the end of a semester and their brains are fried. They don't want to come in and do a structured workout. They want to move. And so we would blow up a balloon, sit in a circle and you, you got to keep it up off the ground, but you can only use your feet and hands mm. without your legs touching the ground. So like you can only body roll and like kick and punch but it's a ton of core and man, people would laugh and, and cause it was so silly. Like what you had to do to try to keep this balloon up as a group. So yeah. now you're talking teamwork, you're talking fun, you're talking crazy core work, but it's not what I had planned. Like it was just movement for the day. So mm. for the most part, yeah, I always try to keep a general structured plan. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll usually find currently with my adults, um, you know, I'll write an idea, you know, this day's going to be, uh, an easy like breath day. This day is gonna be a, a big like total body day. And I try to tell them that like, hey, this is kind of what I have planned for the week. Are you feeling that? Like, yeah, that, that works for their plan or you know, whatever. It's like, ooh, no, I have a really busy day. I'd like something easier on, on that Thursday. Okay, then let's plan for that. And so it's kind of this like morphing structure. Okay. So I would write a few workouts and then if the, if the workout fit, then I'd be like, yeah, that's that workout. And you know, I do write some some specific workouts where I make sure we repeat them. Mm. So I like to repeat things kind of on like a three week basis. Um, there's no science behind that. It's okay. just, um, I just, I like the three week rotation. So if I give my adults really are where I bring the structure, but if I write a very specific workout for them that I know they can do, um, but challenge them, you know, like specifically write it with all the demands that I want. And I put them through that and I watch it kick their butts and then I do, you know, whatever. I've been timing them too. So there's there's a group that I've been working with where I would time them and I say, hey, I'm going to write you a new timed workout. I want you guys to go through it. We're going to do, you know, it's a partner um, situation. So they do it at home and, and I would time them. I said, hey, you guys got this done in this and you, know, you guys look pretty winded. Three weeks later, we do it again and I just write down notes. I'm like, hey, last time you said that was hard. Today you did three extras. Cool. Mm. And then we get done as a group or them. They get done with their workout. And then I look at, hey, you guys did that six minutes faster than last time. Wow. And I have notes here. So I do have those structured ones too. So I I give them a little bit of free, but then I always bring them back to like a a focus point too. Like, hey, here's this workout that kicked your butt. Mm -hmm. You told me that drill hurt. You told me this was hard. You just did this this much better, right? And so we do see that there's progress too. So it's not just totally off the wall, right? Yeah, there's there's always something to come back to to, you know, frame of reference to measure yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, that's what people want to see, is right? That, yeah, and it's so fun for them too because if we're just doing quote random workouts, you know, kind of pick and choose this based on the day or the vibe. Um, people don't always realize how much better they're getting. Yeah, and so I can tell them like, hey, your squat used to be a mess. Now you're squatting. They're going to be like, 
okay, cool. But if I can say, hey, you just beat your own time, then, you just beat your own weight, you beat your own reps, then they light up. Right. Oh, I really am getting better. Told you. That's a measure they can understand. <laughs> exactly. A yeah. Exactly. So while they understand, you know, they see their arms are getting better, they see that they're more fit. When you really give them numbers, it gives them that nice concrete, like, wow, you really are getting better. Mm -hmm. Like, I really did that three weeks ago. That's how bad I was. Yeah. You put up those numbers three weeks ago and now you're doing this. Like, you guys yeah. are doing awesome. Like, keep going. This is, you know, it's working. It's progressing. So sometimes, you know, we can feel like we're stuck and it's whatever. You know, this workout's not working. I'm not progressing. But then I show them the numbers again. It's like, oh, yeah. So it's it's a nice way just to give them their own accomplishment back, too. It's fun. So the three-week rotation, is that just you have one specific workout that's like your test workout and that's what you repeat? Or do you repeat other ones? Like, how does that usually work? I usually have a couple in the mix, so okay. um, again, it just depends on the client. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I have the two ladies that are working hard. They they love it, um, and it all just depends. Like if I use them as an example, um, they usually work together on Tuesdays, and then the rest of the week they'll do whatever. They'll do singles with me. They'll do a class. Um, so sometimes the Tuesdays they'll go together, but sometimes they like to split it and do their own because mm -hmm. it depends on how they feel. And we always know ahead of time, but when I know that they're going to be together and we can plan it out, then I'll tell them like, Hey, next time we're together, we're doing that retest workout mm. so that they're prepared for it. Um, that way, like that way they know. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, it really depends on each person. Yeah. Um, but no, I do I like that. to have like two or three in the rotation i'll yeah. say like it just kind of depends on you know how hard are we pushing it um what's their ultimate goal is it like a long-term just kind of movement well then i don't need to test them we'll say as much or the ladies that are working hard i usually have two or three in rotation and every three ish weeks i'll pick one and come back to it mm -hmm. so it might actually be longer by the time they get back to another one, it might not be exact three weeks. Right. It might be six weeks or something yeah. by the time they get back to another one. But I've at least tested them, however you want to call that. But I've at least give them some numbers mm -hmm. or come back to that workout every few weeks so that they're like, hey, we did that, you know, a month ago. It's time to do that workout again. Are you guys okay with that? Like, yeah, we're feeling that one. Okay. Yeah. Well, then on Tuesday, we're doing that workout again. Be ready. And they'll come in prepared. And then I, you know, I can check that one off and say, okay, we did that. You know, in three or four weeks, we'll probably come back around to that one. So... But everything else, you're pretty much, like you said, improvising. It's always something new or slightly different a little bit. Like, it's, it's yeah. everything else is pretty much less. Yeah, I like that, trying to find that balance between, because it's good to have a structure, good to have a base to measure. But also, the the best way I heard it put once was a guy, and he he's, talks about things more as, like, movement patterns. He said, you're either, either optimizing the movement or you're adapting from it. And like so that. the more you do it, the more you're optimizing this movement. But the more you optimize this movement, the less you're going to adapt from it because it's easier to you, right? It's yeah. less It's less of a challenge on your body. So I'm always trying to figure oh, out how do I balance that? Because especially with athletes, you want them to get good and optimal at certain movements because yep. they, they need it for their sport. But at yep. the same time, you want them to get stronger and faster. And if, if I'm doing something I'm already good at, it's probably not helping me get much better at anything else. And it's, it's a weird balance trying to find like, Again, when am I optimizing? When am I adapting? And how much to do of each as well? How much do I need to optimize? How much do I need to just adapt from this? Right. And that's where it's, I'll say that it's random, but say we have a move. Uh, let's just say like a push-up. Mm -hmm. um, someone's struggling to do a push-up. I could work that push-up in with 
a couple other drills and we could make it a circuit style for one time. Mm -hmm. And then maybe next time I do it as a strength move to where they're resting and we're really focusing on technique. So it's still a random workout, yeah. but those things that we want to achieve and like grow, grow on, yeah. we repeat. So, you know, we might do that couple times a week or repetitively, but it'll be in a different structure of a workout too. Right. So they're getting a different stimulus too. So it's not just push up strength. Right. It's can you do push ups when you're fresh and it's the first thing we do is kind of a strength move? Or can you do it as part of a circuit with a little bit more fatigue, but your body's still getting that that practice mm -hmm. of how to adapt to the push up motion? But sometimes it's as strength, sometimes it's as fatigue and so I think it also plays with just the brain too on you know, if, if I can't do a push up and I, or if my client can't do a push up and I say, do a push up, they're going to go, I can't. So the brain's going to go, don't. But if I make them say, Hey, you got four drills. One of them is a push up. You just got to crank it out. Just, you know, do a mini push up. Like just do the version. Yeah. If it's in a circuit, their brain's going to focus on other things too. So sometimes I like to just give them difficult things in different patterns so that their brain doesn't always know, Oh, here comes the hard thing. We can't do the hard thing, yeah. so let's shut down. No, we got to focus on all these other things too. So, you know, I'm going to have you do a a burpee to it, you know, a push-up to burpee. And now it's a different pattern, but you're still working, working the push-up. So now yeah. the brain has to think about it differently. So just something like that. I'm like, still continue, you know, we'll pick a, a few different things to grow on or focus on. One client, we're really trying to get the hollow body. She struggles with it like I do. So we're both like trying to get better at it. So I give her the hollow body but in so many different patterns and so many different ways, or mm -hmm. we'll break it apart. Like, hey, today we're gonna do hollow bodies, but we're gonna focus on the leg extension part. And then next week we'll work on the arm extension part. And so we break it apart, but we're always trying to work around that hollow body goal right now. So yes, all the workouts are random, but we're trying to like improve that hollow body within there. Yeah. So chaos within organization. <laughs> so that, yeah, same thing. They can adapt to it and then figure it out and grow that way. Yeah, or it's like yeah. trying to figure out like some type, yeah, training that specifically, like doing the specific move that you need to do or just deciding, well, what is something that's going to help that, that may, it doesn't look like that and it's not that same pattern, but it, in turn, it's going to use those same, then that's where I kind of go to the muscle a little bit. Sometimes I'll okay, well, it's going to use the same muscles that that one requires to make that pattern yes. happen. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Helping them build confidence, helping them to build the, just the movement awareness and yeah, letting them build up to that. So touching on the word you just said there, the confidence of it, um, that's something we were talking about a little bit earlier about yeah. sort of being maybe like a, a hidden gem in the training world of like, well, focusing on people's confidence and maybe the way how they view movement or how they view their abilities and things like that. And yeah. so you're saying that's kind of a big area you've been looking into. What are, what are some things that you're looking for, things that you're planning to try and do with that to help people with their confidence? Yeah, good question. I see it as a mandatory thing at this point. Very much okay. needed. Um, I'm to the point that I almost feel like I've let people down for not talking about it and not incorporating it enough into the training. So, you know, workouts are great. They they make you stronger. They make you healthier. They make us feel better. And mm -hmm. it it's usually a piece of the puzzle that we we need to get to whatever goal you're you're aiming for that fitness part is not the only thing and i think a lot of people put that as the only thing like i need to lose weight i need to get healthier okay i have to work out mm -hmm. there's so many other things to that 
that I believe wrap into confidence. And so, yes, if you work out, you're going to get stronger. You're going to have more confidence in yourself because you just are. It just, just happens. Um, but are we addressing the, the mental confidence that really it's the subconscious part that is driving people's behavior that they don't even know? So I just did a webinar talk on nutrition, but it was not about eat this, eat that, don't eat this, eat calories, eat carbs. It was all on the, the mindset of nutrition. And basically, if, if I were to tell two people how to eat and say, hey, you need this many carbs, this many proteins, this many fats. If I told two people that, it could be heard very differently because what if one person is really scared of nutrition? They feel very unconfident with it. They have mm -hmm. no idea what carbs, proteins, fats are. They just eat. They have no idea. They go out to eat all the time. They don't want to cook. If I tell them to eat carbs, fats, and proteins, they're going to hear that message very differently than someone who's very confident in eating healthy mm -hmm. and making their meals. So a missing link there is not telling people to eat healthier foods and eat this many carbs and eat this many macros. It's how are we perceiving nutrition? And I think that part is never talked about because if you don't have confidence in nutrition, you're not going to want to eat healthy. It doesn't matter how many facts people throw at you. Right. If that's making sense. Like there's a block there mentally because you will never associate with how to do that because you don't feel confident about eating healthy. Mm -hmm. And so we have to address that. So I think it's the same thing with like fitness and really with, with anything is just building up more confidence. And so when it comes to the kids that I work with, building up their confidence in more ways than just workouts, because I do see Yes, I'm an athletic-based trainer. I work with athletes. I teach them how to get faster and stronger. I also work with a large population of kids that are not athletes. It's just kids that need to be healthy and fit because they're not playing sports. And so there's a, a big overlook there on those kids come to me very unconfident. Like They don't play sports. They, they hold their head a little bit lower than an athlete who just walks around confidently. But after a little bit of training, that non-athlete has so much more confidence. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome to show them that their abilities, that they're capable of that, that's certainly going to build their confidence. But there's also the mental part of it of them, they need to hear that they're awesome is really what it comes back to. Like These kids need to hear how phenomenal they really are because we did not grow up with social media in our face in middle school. Mm -hmm. They do. Elementary school. Heck, whenever they finally get a phone, it's, it's yeah. crazy when some of them are getting on social media. But they get bombarded with messages constantly. And I can only imagine if in middle school and high school, if people had the freedom to say whatever they wanted on social media and I could read it at any point, that would mess me up. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't know how I would handle that because... That's a lot of messages. Or just looking at, I mean, social media is often the highlight. So you're just looking at everyone's yeah. highlight of their life. So everyone, it's always seems so awesome. And people always talk about that, you know, like yeah. everyone feels like their life sucks because all they see is how awesome everyone's lives are, even though it's small snippets, yeah. but it's, it's just all they see. And as a kid, it's like, you know, 
especially if you are an athlete and like it and you watch these top level athletes with their stuff and you're like, oh, I'm not that good. Like, I'm no good. Yeah. yeah. So they're getting bombarded with all these messages. I have made it a point now to start to create mindset workouts for kids, really. Um, so we've got the new app and I'm starting to create a mindset program where I am instructing three-ish minutes. They're very short, but it's on one particular message. Mm -hmm. Very short, very to the point, and then they have to do one exercise move with it and they have to answer one question just for engagement. So we're talking five minutes of time, really. And it's in an app, so it's something that the kids can easily associate with. So they, they get on the app, they see their mindset lesson. Right now I'm doing it two times a week and I just wanna be in front of them with positive messages. So I do it when I'm training. We talk about it all the time. You know, if the the main rule with with me in training is you can't say can't. Okay. And so right. if a kid comes in and goes, I can't do that, no, no, you can't yeah. do it yet, that's fine, but you gotta change your language. Yeah. And so just like that, you see their confidence rise because they're going, oh, I can't do that. And I say, yes, they pick their head up a little bit. Well, I wanna do that in more areas, not just for their physical abilities, but in all other abilities as mm -hmm. far as, their own self-confidence and how they see challenges, you know, any challenge that, that school can throw at them, you know, they get overwhelmed with homework. How do they pick themselves back up? Someone yeah. said something mean to them. How do they pick their self back up? Like, I don't want them to just be at the mercy of social media. Right. So I want to put messages in front of them that they are hearing more regularly to get comfortable with knowing that they're awesome, really. And just having that message to them on like, you guys can do this. But then also providing that little bit of education. So like going back to nutrition and giving them those little three minutes of like, hey, are you guys aware that what you eat matters? Like, are you aware that what you eat changes your energy levels or changes your mood? Like just those kinds of nutrition that, you know, middle schoolers love junk food. They wanna eat whatever they want because they can and it just is. But maybe they're totally unaware. Maybe their parents never talk about the fact that junk food is mentally slowing them down. Like mm -hmm. it's going to make you cranky. It's going to make you groggy. It's going to make you not think as quick. Is there a connection in that family at all to even knowing that? Just giving that, that little two to three minutes coming from coach instead of coming from parent, mm -hmm. I feel like will really help out families as well too, to be able to say, Hey, you know, coach said you, you can't eat the junk food. That's different than mom or dad going, don't eat that. Right. The kid's going to hear it differently. So just being able to give them these different messages and, and just bringing them confidence on things they need to hear. They're listening to so many other YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me for three minutes, do one exercise move, get your body moving. Yeah. And then it's usually like, you know, how's your week going on a scale of one to 10? Just like, so that they have to respond to me. So that's really what I'm aiming for. But I feel like I need to do a better job of, of coaching more of the confidence and yeah. bringing it to the front instead of keeping it in the background and not talking about it. Like, talk about it get people confident like let's talk about this let's let's bring awareness to it and get these kids feeling better i mean adults too everybody really yeah. but um i just feel like there's so many life coaching programs for adults like you can follow people now you can join these programs there's not a lot for kids that's true. so that's really what sparked the idea was yeah. that i love to do all this but no one's speaking it on a kid language and i've been told many times that i relate to kids really well i love speaking with them so felt like it was just kind of in my line of like, yeah. how do I keep progressing? Like, how do I keep making people better? It's really, how do I help families and, mm -hmm. and not just provide the workout, but give them something else. And I feel like that's where we're 
aiming to, to try to grow into that. So. No, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite parts about this field is, is the way it, it's a tangible way to kind of inspire that confidence because you, you start with something that you, you couldn't do at the beginning and then you do some things and now you can and you see that improvement and yes. hopefully it helps people realize, well, you know, because for me it was a big thing like that. Fitness was a big thing to help give me confidence in everything else in my life because I would just go as soon as something got hard, like, well, remember when lifting that one thing was really hard and then it wasn't? Okay, this will probably be the same way. Yep. And like I, I've, I've been working on how do I bridge that gap too so that they they see that it, this is again just one area that shows how almost everything pretty much works yeah. in in life um that's really yeah. cool that you're doing that are there any yeah. other areas so you, outside of like confidence that maybe aren't necessarily conventionally fitness that you've kind of worked on that you that you work with your people on i mean it's really just in the way that i i talk and teach like mm -hmm. i've learned that i just speak differently just by clients that come to me i can tell that it takes them a bit to adapt to the way yeah. that I, I teach yeah um like anything if you go somewhere new you got to figure out the environment the the communication and all of that but i have been told by many clients that i do things differently mm -hmm. to me i just you teach. Just do things. <laughs> i just do things yeah. but i get told that it's, it's very different um in the way that i teach and talk so i just i always try to have the message of we can fix it like is really the whole concept so you know if something is is hurt let's fix it so um going back to like the client that that couldn't squat and then she did squat off her step um there will be many things where i'm like hey let's try this and she goes no that hurts okay well tell me where does it hurt why does it hurt mm -hmm. And then we're going to fix it because I'm not just scratching a drill because it hurts because you're doing it wrong, basically. But she's the person that just wants to go, go, go. Let's move on. That hurts. Cross it off. Don't ever do it. And I'm the person that's like, no, if that hurts, that's exactly where we go. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to fix because there's going to be a hang up there causing some other problem. So I just try to have that theme with with the entire way that I coach of just. I don't just be you like. Yeah. Like, be the person that you are. You don't have to, you know, work out a certain way. You don't have to be a certain thing. You don't have to do, like, what's popular in fitness or nutrition. Be you. Like, mm -hmm. and then let's find a program that works for that. So, yeah. you know, if you want to train hard and intense for this thing, then let's train that way. If you just want to move and feel better and not be in pain, then let's do that. But be you. And just trying to give people confidence that... Fitness really can be for them is yeah. really what's important. So, yeah, that's just kind of the whole way that I, I kind of just teach and, and train is just, you know, if something's not working, let's fix it. Yeah. Let's find out why. Let's not cross it off. Let's not be afraid of it. Let's let's go after it. And you can look at that as physical or mental. But um, you know, the the person that I'm working with that that likes to just do a drill and that, oh, that, that hurts, let's not do it again. A lot of that's also mental confidence. Yeah. She doesn't do the things that are weird. She wants to do the things she knows because that's what she's confident in. If I give her something she doesn't know how to do, she feels silly. Mm -hmm. And then she blames me. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you give me the dumb drill? It's not a dumb drill. Stop saying my drills are dumb. <laughs> I gave it to you for a reason. And that's how I speak to her too, is yeah. I, I will tell them like, don't call my drills dumb. Like, <laughs> gave it to you for a reason, but yeah. like you have to make it fun. But then like, no, I, I really did give you this for a reason. Will you please do it? Like, right. I don't just come up with silly things to 
entertain myself. Like, I really do want you to do this drill so that you get better. Right. But then making that okay. Like, hey, you fell over on that balance drill. I'm not laughing. Like, can you please do it again? Like, where some people will feel so silly. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I, I did that wrong. I No, I, I did it wrong. I have to, okay, can you do it again? I'm, I have patience. Like, let's, let's go again. And just giving that that sense of like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to not get it right. It's yeah. okay to not know what you're doing in fitness. Oh yeah. And then get better. That's one of the reasons so. I love, I love, I, I almost always demonstrate everything. Even if someone's seen it a thousand times before, I'm like, I'm going to do this because there'll be times where I'll do it and I'll miss my groove and I'll do that. So they can like, see like, Hey, look, look, I, I do this all the time and I just mess that up. Like, because yeah. I did one the other day where I was going through and, and on the first one, I, I almost fell over because we were doing a little bit of balance work. I'm like, you want to be nice? And, so, and, then, and then I almost tipped. I was like, can you see how I almost fell right there? Like, it's tough. Like, so do your best. Give me what you got. But just know at the end of the day, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. 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 Or even, I mean, so we just got done doing a workout and Jake made me warm up with this this ball and I had to get the ball up the wall. And I could have very much been like, this is silly. Like, why are you going to make me move in all these weird things? And you're just going to sit back and watch me move and, like, look silly. Or I can just laugh at the drill and have fun with it and warm up and try to challenge myself. And so to be able to be the person, not the trainer, yeah. the person figuring that out was really fun because normally I'm the trainer that's already perfected it mm -hmm. to show it to somebody. And so to be the person that's being taught is always a nice thing to come back and be like, ooh, I have never done that. Okay, I have to be the one that's moving silly and trying things and failing, yeah. but being okay with it, knowing that it doesn't just have to be perfect. Like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure because trainers do things perfectly because we do it all, all the, the time. All the time, we're really well practiced at it. That's, yeah. We have to, so we can show it to you guys. And, and then, you know, then it becomes like, oh, I didn't do it like you. I know, it's, it's okay. So keep, I didn't do it like you last week when I was practicing this alone in my living room. Right. Until I figured it out, and now I can show you. So I just try to make that the environment on like, be confident, like have yeah. fun, but just but don't you. take yourself too like, seriously either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's I, really okay. Yeah, like, have fun with it. I enjoy being the newbie. I've been having a lot of fun. I've been taking Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu lessons, and it's like, and I've always considered myself a very athletic person. But I'll go do learn these moves, and I feel so dumb. Yeah. But but I don't care. Like I I laugh about it, but I'm just yeah. talking about like. Yeah, like it's something new for me where I'm struggling to figure it out. I'm like, wow, like I thought I was good at stuff like this and I'm, I'm just not yet. And and that's where like to me it, it comes back down to everything's just a movement pattern. It's just it's learning one movement pattern than the other. And you'll see people are really good at one because they practice a lot. And then others, that doesn't always translate to the next thing. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Yeah, just learning to be out of your comfort zone and being okay with being silly for a little bit while right. you learn. Like, exactly. It's okay. It's okay to, to be serious and silly at the same time. Like there's, yeah. there's a balance of it. It's like, yeah, you know, you obviously you're here to put in work and you're not slacking off and, and throwing everything to the wind, but at the same time, you're just accepting things for what they are and not trying to yeah. fight it too much. Yeah. 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 I think that's the best way to go about anything. If you can carry that lesson through anything in life, I think it would be a lot less stressed. Well, that's like, I, I told you earlier, I said I'm becoming more and more of a, of a Taoist, where it's yeah. just like, it's just take action, but don't try and create a specific outcome. Like, okay, just just keep moving, do something that feels good, and then it'll, yeah. it'll work out. And it, it mostly does, really. Like, it, there'll be struggles, don't get me wrong, but you'll be ready for them when you face it, if, if you can yeah. learn to just accept that, okay, well, this is the struggle now. This is something that's not going to work out well. Yeah. And I just accept that fact and do what we can about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much. I, I tested the boys, so the middle school group that we were doing, um, I tested them right before I left for a holiday break. And I think I overhyped it to them <laughs> because they came in and 
we happened to inter- introduce a new boy to the group that same day, which meant silliness because they already knew each other from school. So it was okay. more silly. Plus, they were preparing for holiday break themselves. So it was just one of those where, like, I had structured test day in mind. They had silly boy play day in mind. Yeah. And tackle each other instead of do my drill. And <laughs> so it was this, like, guys, I want to test. Like, I'm leaving. So I had this, like, set structure in mind, as we were talking about, and it was not going to plan. But I was like, okay, I, I took away all the other test things. And I wanted their 40. I was like, let's just get the long run out of the way. That's the biggest one for those little legs to run that far. Let's just get the 40 out of the way. We'll test all the other ones later. They tested slower. and But the problem was that I jumped, I long jumped them first because they just love it. But he, the one boy, he loves it. And he's aiming for five feet and he's coming up like an inch short. <laughs> I think he did like 20 long jumps over and over and over. So then I tested his 40 and he came up slower. And I was like, well, this whole day is gone <laughs> like yeah never mind i can't prove to you i can't prove to your parents that you've done anything good and just whatever everything's a mess but you had fun and i so i just scratched i was like you know what like go with the flow i'm mm-hmm. not i didn't take any of those results i'm like fine we'll retest when i get back so here i'm thinking like we got to test it's it's time to test it's been three months everyone's going on a break it's a great time to test let's keep structure none of that worked everyone tested poorly because they were all silly and goofy and burned out from a ton of long jumps mm-hmm. nothing worked so it's just go with the flow. Like, okay, you know what? That was not a testing day. Fine, I'll do it when I get back, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really okay. So it doesn't have to be that that set structure. So yeah, just learning to go. Because you could have taken it as, well, look, you know, like you said, no one improved, and now it's this negative thing yeah. on everyone, and everyone's like, well, we're not getting any better. And yeah, that's an interesting yeah. one to me, though. Is like the, the that, that obsession with that with that number and that metric of like, I feel like you know I could have a worse time after a month on my 40 from the beginning, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I didn't get any better at it, right? Like like you said, there's all sorts of circumstances like that. And Oh, their form has improved dramatically. Right. Which usually means they, they might get slower for a bit because their body's actually learning adjusting. how to become more But efficient. they're less likely to get injured from maybe running in a certain way. Yeah, yes. exactly, yeah. Yes, so yes, the numbers might prove slower, but in reality, everything's changing. So yeah, there's there's certainly the big picture. So I wasn't about to. I mean, they. I certainly told them like, why are you guys running so slow? Who knows? Maybe I measured it wrong. Maybe something was just off for the day. Who we knows? We're on a different surface. This yeah. had more or less traction. This had, yeah. Yeah, like maybe something was just off. But I know that they've improved so much that I wasn't going to dwell on any of those numbers. It was like, you know what? Today's a bad testing day. Like, I'll get you guys another time because I wasn't gonna let them settle on that. Like, mm-hmm. you guys have improved so much. That don't worry about the number today. Like it's fine. We're tired from this. You guys just did a ton of jumps. It's fine. Sorry, I switched up the order. I thought we were gonna do two jumps. You guys did twenty, so whatever. <laughs> so I was like, fine, it's fine. So I didn't want them to dwell on that. It was like, let's yeah. just move on. Like you guys are looking so good, and we'll come back and get numbers another day. Like absolutely, it's fine. So yeah, just learning to just go with it. <laughs> it's much much easier. So where would you say you're at, like right now in this journey of of training people? Like what what's your focus right now? in this moment and kind of the direction you're moving as we talked not necessarily liking to plan things too far ahead but like what where yeah where are you feeling yourself being pulled or pushed in a certain direction or what are your current focuses as far as like style or any all of it style how what why all of it um i really want to reopen my gym so that's always in the back of my mind I'll always look for spaces, see what works, always have an ear open for that. So I'm always checking if that door's open yet. Um, 
that's always in the back of my mind, but I'm not rushing it anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to like, I need it now. Yeah. That whole mentality is gone. Now it's just when it presents itself, you'll take advantage of it. Yeah. So that'll, that'll always be there. Um, I really want it. Uh, but until then it's, how can I help people feel better is, Mm. is really where I'm at. Um, the people that I'm working with, how can I show up for them the best possible way that I can? In, mm-hmm. in the way that they are too. It, does that mean still online? Does that mean bringing them new equipment? Does that mean changing up our routine? Like, How can I help the people that I am in front of right now the best that I can is yeah. really what I'm focusing on. Like, What do I need to do to show up for the people that I have? So that's kind of why I've created the app, um, just to add more availability for training so for people that want to connect with that they can use that um for online training we can still do video we can go to the park so just kind of keeping any pathway open to train but i miss i miss the weights i miss Mm -hmm. like being able to push people in that way too um i have a certification for the amazing 12 body transformation strength program it's phenomenal Mm -hmm. uh my sister just completed it it's been amazing to watch her do it that requires a gym okay so i have to have the weights it's it's a weightlifting program so i really want to get a gym so that i can run that program again Mm -hmm. so there's there's all those pieces that i can't wait to implement for people but i've also learned just not to rush it like Mm -hmm. my whole life for the last couple years has just been go with it like when will the knee get better will it get better in six months nope okay let's let's keep waiting so i just learned to not have timelines and then our new covid lifestyle of everything just kind of (laughs) being who knows what yeah just yeah just rolling with it right now and just really how can i show up for the people in front of me like if they have questions if they have problems how do i solve it is really like my focus so okay well what about so you kind of touched on with the knee but like personally for you and your fitness goals now uh, you you were talking when we were out there. You said you haven't been working out as much personally lately. No. Where and but you just said that's kind of just been where you're feeling you need to be at a little bit. Yeah. Where so what else like right now with yourself like what are you feeling pulled toward personally on um, your own rehab and recovery and fitness journey here? Yeah. Um. I want to move. I want to run. I want to okay. jump. So that's kind of my maybe next checklist ability is like, how do I get myself running and jumping again? Um, So kind of doing whatever that takes to, to bring myself back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I genuinely miss working out. I, it makes me feel better when I I move my body and and do that. So I miss that part of me. I miss that energy. I miss that freeness that it brings and that like mental clarity. So I am committing back to just, Whatever it is, but just some sort of like actual workout program and okay. keeping myself back on track with that. Uh, my sister gets married in three months, so there's always a nice, a nice motivation of like, yeah. hey, you got three months to, to do like fun wedding party stuff. So that's a nice little motivation thing too. But um, yeah, just just trying to get myself back on track. I let myself get completely off track without like bringing myself down too much on it. Mm-hmm. So. I just wasn't feeling workouts. I just wasn't, I didn't like my environment. I don't like working out at home. I didn't like what I had. And so instead of fighting that, I just said, I'm not working out. I mean, I stayed plenty active for my job and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I was sitting on the couch, but I only count 
my workouts and I haven't done my workouts mm -hmm. for that. So just trying to get back on track with whatever that is, like however I'm going to choose to structure that, but mm -hmm. bring myself back to it because I feel like it's time to just get back on a track. Yeah. So yeah. And then I, I'm just tired of the ability I'm at right now. I want to push it. I'm tired of the the walking and the I want more I want to feel stronger so I've I've hit a point where I'm like nope this is no longer acceptable I gotta yeah. I gotta push and, and grind to get to the next one so yeah it's time to start training again all right are there any things that you're looking at into exploring next to add to your training repertoire or anything like that of any new ideas or concepts last time I remember you talked about you really want to look into the nervous system have you done much with that I haven't gotten to dig into anything deeper I love it um, I'm still always trying to pay attention to it, but I haven't, I haven't done much for education this year. I've done a lot of just like thinking really, truly just like quieting my mind. Like normally mm -hmm. I'm learning all the time. I mm -hmm. love to study. I love to practice new things, learn new things. And I've really taken the last few months as quiet. Yeah. Like no learning. Just no process cramming. what you already have. Yeah. And just giving, giving myself just that downtime and not having to, to force anything. So I haven't really been like on the learning curve at yeah. all. Um, normally I'm a big reader. I don't know if I've actually finished a book this year. I've picked up a few and then I don't think I've actually finished one. So um, that's just where the where the life was going. It was just like I didn't have the, the mental energy to do that. So it yeah. was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna clear my mind and just let everything quiet down. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't really been doing much for learning or I love the nervous system and, and love all that that pain science stuff but I haven't gotten to dig into that so I don't I don't really know yet it's still just kind of on like the quiet theme on just like all right just kind of roll with it and yeah yeah just let it flow I yeah. like that yeah. yeah um is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with today I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me yeah catch up a little bit yeah it's been good but, to see um, you good to talk to you again um nothing nothing big it's, it's been a good year for me, and yeah. so I'm just kind of riding that wave on, you know, I know I know the world has a lot of darkness and a lot of <laughs> frustration right now, but just reminding myself that I get to control my world yeah. and my abilities and my energy and my, my health is still in my control. You know, I can still choose to eat healthy. I can still choose to work out and, and mm -hmm. sleep, and I can still control all of that. And, yeah, just making sure that I come back to what I can control has been just a big calming like way for me on just, Hey, like I can control this. I can't control anything else with fitness. I can't control when I get to go to a gym or when I open my gym or anything, but I can control what is in front of me right now. And yeah. just kind of sticking with that and, and rolling with that. So I'm not trying to rush anything or, or really plan anything. It's just, Hey, this is what's in front of me right now. How do I make the best of it? How do I make the best attitude? How do I keep progressing so that I'm happy? and calm and, and that's really where my focus is right on so, yeah and then why don't you tell i mean i know so i'm cincinnati based you're more florida based but yep. uh why don't you go ahead and just tell people where they can find you in case anyone listening is in your area or maybe hit you up for some of the online stuff and some of your other things yeah um on instagram it's trainer laura and the number one so trainer laura one uh if you want that um my gym is Top Notch Training, so the website is tntstpete.com because we are in St. Petersburg, <laughs> Florida. So tntstpete.com. I'm working on getting the app up and running, so all that will hopefully be up on the website soon too. So, 
Yeah, um, email is coachrogers at verizon.net. I like to respond to anybody that has questions or thoughts or anything. So I like to stay connected with people. You know, I answer messages, I answer emails and stuff like that. So happy to, to connect and, you know, whatever's on people's minds, try to direct them however I can. If it's in my power to help, I, I like to. So thanks for having me. Right on, of course. And you know where to find me, Adaptive Training Principles, on all emails, social media, and website, everything else. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a good one.